Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, tell, tell me he cannot do it because he is the resurrection and he is the life and we believe that he's still able today in 2022. Come on, we've packed our bags and we are traveling to the land of breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome tonight, Faith TV, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC online radio stations, countries all over the world. All our CRC churches tonight, a big, big, big welcome tonight. You better get ready for God to move and for God to touch you and to do something great in your life in 2022. In the name of Jesus, amen. Are you ready tonight? If you are ready to journey into all that God has for you, lift your hand and shout hallelujah and give the Lord one more praise, hallelujah. What a great week we've had. What a great morning we had. I tell you the presence of God was in this place. The presence of God in Johannesburg this morning. We had a record attendance, an all time record attendance in Johannesburg. This morning, I think we can give the Lord a praise to hell with the devil and with his plans. We are coming back stronger than ever. Say Amen in Jesus name. So you better be ready tonight. God's got a plan for you. God's got a place for you. And there's something that God wants to do in your life in 2022. Take your seats in heavenly places. Amen. I love testimonies, don't you? Pastor Andre Lombard casually told me, because um, I heard about uh, two things happen on Friday, that one was a hijack or somebody that was, um, um, what is the right word? Ransacked, held at gunpoint, point, and that was Pastor Andre Lombard sitting there. So uh, God protected him. Uh, a Friday after he dropped me back from coming from Bloemfontein, he drove in his house and there the criminals were and they put a gun and he's an ex-recce special forces. He said, I knew the gun wasn't plastic. I knew it was real. So I got to the ground. When he said, lie on the ground, I lay on the ground. And uh, thank God my wife wasn't with me and my children wasn't with me because maybe I wouldn't have been so uh, responsible, but I just lay there and God protected me in Jesus' Name. Come on, we can give the Lord a praise. Okay, no matter what the devil plans or plots against you, God is always one step ahead of the devil in Jesus' Name. So I said to him, you cannot drive with FS number plates in Gauteng. It's like putting a red dot on yourself. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I give God glory for everything. I give God glory for everything. I said, I give God glory for everything. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I joked with him because he's like me. I said, you need some counseling. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> a lady wrote this morning. I thought I'm going to share it because we had a powerful time. And... Uh, she writes the following, I'm not going to say her name out of respect. She says, I had to share, I'm not the closest person to God. I'm one of those. You get shocked when I talk about God or say I'm Christian, probably less deserving of God's attention. 
I connected to the service this morning on television. When the pastor prayed for those who have pain in their bodies, I stood up and held where there was pain as instructed. As the pastor started praying, the atmosphere around me changed. I was in my living room with my three-year-old son. I tried to open my eyes to withdraw because it was an overwhelming experience for me, but I was unsuccessful. I was in a complete different setting. Suddenly, I lost control of my body. I fell down, something that's never happened before. I woke up pain-free, worry-free, happy and in tears, and I knew God touched me. I rushed here to comment live, but realized that the service already was done. I connected late because of a terrible network. However, God touched me. I'm amazed, listen, that God touched me through a prayer that wasn't quote unquote live. Well, it is live, amen. Wherever you are tonight, in whatever church you are, you're not outside of the reach of God. They're on television. You're not outside of the reach of God. And if you will be hungry tonight, God's gonna touch you. God's gonna stretch His hand through this camera, through, uh, uh, through this camera, thank you media. And God is gonna touch you right where you are, in your body, in your marriage, in your business, in your finances, in whatever area you need to be touched today, in Jesus' Name. She says, everything was so connected. It all started with that prayer. I want to continue tonight because I know that God wants to get you in a place of expectation to receive what God has for you. And this will be a year of breakthrough. And I just uh, quickly wanna run ahead and explain what breakthrough means. So you know what you believe in God for. It means a sudden, dramatic, important development in your life. It mean, means an instance of achieving success in a particular sphere of activity. It means instantly, suddenly. Oh, come on, if you are ready for, I feel God's presence, y'all ready. If you are ready for a suddenly in your life, give the Lord a praise, a sudden breakthrough in the Name of Jesus. Breakthrough also means an act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. It also means to progress. Say progress. This year you are progressing into a job. You are progressing from the land of never enough into the land of more than enough in Jesus' Name. It means to advance. Say, I'm advancing this year. Come on, say it. It means to take a quantum leap. Hallelujah. I'm ready for a quantum leap where we are not just gonna have harvest events of six, seven, eight thousand, but 20,000 and 30,000 people are gonna fill our stadiums in the Name of Jesus. God, I'm ready for a quantum leap in the Name of Jesus Christ. Let's go into orbit for God in 2022. Hallelujah. So a quantum leap is gonna require quantum faith. Come on, young people. Revival, come on young people. You are gonna lead your generation, come on. Some of you are gonna lead your generation out of the land of bondage. You are gonna do great exploits for God this year. Come on pastors in Jesus' Name. Come on evangelists. Let me not say prophets because then you'll be prophesying all year, okay? It means a step forward. We're talking about breakthrough. What are you believing God for? 
When you experience a setback, you don't take a step back, you take a step forward. It means to boost. So I'm busy boosting your faith. We're gonna boost your anointing. We're gonna boost your expectation. We're gonna get you to lift off. We're gonna get you places that you never thought you're gonna go. We're gonna get you in a place of freedom that you never thought possible, not by might nor by power, but by the mighty Holy Ghost in Jesus' Name. Every work of Satan is gonna be broken off of your life. In the Name of Jesus, say Amen tonight. It means to gain. <laughs> it means to gain, not weight. I gained like a few kilograms, I have to lose it. But it gain in good areas, amen. <laughs> it means ultimate success. So God, Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19, that's our theme for this year, really. It's the theme every year, which is what Jesus came to do. Spirit of the Lord's upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to pray liberty to the captives, set at liberty to those who are oppressed, so down the acceptable year of the Lord. God wants you bound no more. God wants you depressed no more. God wants you sick no more. God wants you poor no more. God wants you struggling no more. God wants you bound by addiction. Oh, come on, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. God's going to boost you out of bondage. God's going to boost you out of your sickness. God is going to boost you out of your, your, your pain. God's going to lift you up in the Name of Jesus Christ and God's going to increase you. That which you have lost, you will find. That which is broken will be fixed. That which is dead will come alive. That which is barren will produce life. I'll say it every single week until you believe it in the Name of Jesus. And it's gonna be for the glory of God. Shout Amen. Shout for the glory of God. Come on, shout for the glory of God. Do it in my life, Father, for your glory in Jesus' Name. You're not gonna be entangled in a hundred relationships. Amen. You're going to find the right spouse in church, not in a seminar where you pay. So, so, so let's talk uh, the message tonight. This morning I spoke about if you will believe. Tonight, if you are able to believe. Unbelief will stop the power of God more than anything else. Unbelief will neutralize your faith. Unbelief is demonic. It is a spirit that has to be dealt with, not lived with, not entertained. Unbelief is like a python that wraps itself around you. And eventually you stop wrestling. You may not be dead, but you are busy dying in your emotions, in your physical body, in your relationship, in your finances. Tonight, there is breakthrough for you by the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. Oh, I just want somebody to act like you are alive, that you have the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave, living on the inside of you and that nothing is impossible to you. 
Every dream that God has for you can come to pass, young person. I said every dream that God has for you can come to pass, young person, no matter the opposition that you face. I say it every week, some of you have to get rid of those, those robes that you are wearing and those things that you are wearing. Those places where you dabbled for power, you have to let it go. Because God's not sharing His glory with a false God. You have to make up your mind where you believe. When there's a delay, you don't run to another form of power. Some of you have to repent from that. Listen. You have to get untangled from the very things that you are entangled in again. So in Mark chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, He, Jesus, could not, not would not do any mighty work there, except that He laid His hands on a few sick people. The word sick there is feeble. People with lesser ailments. And He healed them and He marveled. He was amazed because of their unbelief. Then He went about the villages in a circuit teaching. This is Jesus. Jesus who could not demonstrate His power because of people's unbelief. You see, my dear friend, in Romans 14, 23, the Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. We want to categorize sin at different levels. When we come to God, Hebrews 11, verse 6, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God or Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When you come to God, you have to come in faith. You cannot come neutral. You cannot come undecided. You cannot come in a vacuum. You cannot come with your cynicism. You cannot come with your pain. You cannot come like Martha who said, Lord, if you were yeah, this would not have happened. Well, it's happened. You've had that depression for so long. You've had that disease for so long. You've had that barrenness for so long. But I'm here to tell you that God can change that and God wants to change that. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the price so that can be changed. And Jesus says to you, as He said to Mara, Martha, that I not tell you that if you could believe, if you would believe, you will see the glory of God. Are you ready for God's glory? Are you ready for a God intervention in 2022? In the name of Jesus Christ, then you have to make up your mind. Even if Lazarus has been in the grave for four days, it's never too late. It's not over. Even if you're in a whale's belly tonight, in prison. Even if you've been bound by alcohol for 10 years. Bound by drugs. I don't care what addiction. I don't care what hold the devil has on you. Because the greater one is here. A greater power is here. The resurrection power of Jesus is here tonight. And the Bible says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Tonight you're going to be free. Tonight God's going to change your desire. Tonight you're going to walk out of your prison. Tonight you're going to step out of your grave. Tonight you are going to change your mind in the prayer. Oh, I feel the God in this place. Someone 
As you praise God, God is going to open your grave. As you praise God, God is going to open your prison doors. As you praise God, God is going to turn your morning into dancing. Come on, pastor, pastor's wife, whoever you are. Praise Him like you believe it. Praise Him like Jesus is alive. Praise Him like He is the resurrection and the life. Praise Him that God is able. Praise Him that God is able. In Jesus' name. Jesus could do no mighty work. Sometimes we like those people in Luke chapter 5. We come to church, we hear the teaching, and we never make a demand on God's power. And as Jesus was teaching, the Bible says in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, the power, the dunamis of God was present. We've been accustomed to accept adversity, suffering as our lot in life. I'm not talking about certain sufferings, which the Bible actually talks about is the suffering of your will clashing God's will and you submitting to the will of God, but not the suffering of sickness and disease. And yes, people do get sick. And I believe that you should have a doctor. I make it very clear. Because some people just talk about miracles. No, no, no. You live by faith, not by miracles. You need to be wise in the name of Jesus. You need to exercise. You need to eat the right food. You need to live healthy. You need to be happy. You need to uh, manage stress in your life, etc., etc. But when you need a miracle, as Angelique did last Sunday, then God is a miracle worker. God is a promise keeper. God is a way maker. When you need a miracle like Pastor Andre Lombard, when somebody puts a gun to you and the guy wants to blow you through your kidney, you better believe that God is able to protect you. A thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. It will not come near you. Then God's gonna show up as your defense and God's gonna show up as your miracle worker. But for you to possess the land that God has for you, you have to journey into this breakthrough that God has for you by faith. That's why running for miracles all the time is wrong. It's not scriptural. You live by faith. You walk by faith. You receive by faith. But things ever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. So I spoke to somebody that stands in a prophetic office. He says, every week I pray for people. They fall under the power of God, but nothing changes. I say, I've been there. You don't know me. I've been in the ministry now 35 years. And you'll still see me operate in the power of God. Sometimes I tone things down for your sake. Otherwise you get impressed with the wrong thing. But we're going to have times like that to prove something to you. There are people that have been touched a million times and they backslide. And I'm not saying you should not be touched. But when you are touched, you should change. I said when you are touched, you should change. When the power of God touches you, you should change. When you get a word from God, you should change in the name of Jesus. Amen. So in Mark chapter 9, reading the Passion Translation, because we do love passion in this church, amen? Verse 14, the Bible says, When they came down the mountain to the other nine disciples, they noticed a large crowd of people gathering around them with the religious scholars arguing with them. It's always people arguing about the message. They always say what they don't believe rather than what they do believe. 
And the crowd was astonished to see Jesus Himself walking toward them. So they immediately ran to welcome Him. Good thing, right? Not to have an indifferent attitude when you come to church, but to have an attitude that welcomes Jesus, an attitude that celebrates Jesus, an attitude that will worship Jesus Christ as the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus said, what are you arguing about with the religious scholars? He asked them. The man spoke up of the crowd. He said, teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you. Jesus, whenever the demon, demon takes control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples hoping they could deliver him, but they were not able to do it. We'll talk about why they were not able. They were not able to do it. And Jesus said to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? People, faithless means no faith, less faith. How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now, this is not me teaching. This is not a CRC doctrine. This is the Bible. People say, I don't believe what Adbosov says. No, don't say, I don't believe what Adbosov says. Say, I don't believe what the Bible says. You're gonna have your argument with Jesus Christ because maybe the Bible no longer fits in with your theology because people will come and say, well, the age of miracles passed away with the apostles. I'm sorry, my brother, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is still the healer, the deliverer. Jesus Christ, His name is still above every other name. Oh, come on, He's still alive. Hebrews 13 verse eight, the same yesterday, today and forever. There's no scripture that says that His power will no longer be available to us. On the contrary, the Apostle Paul, many years after the original 11 disciples passed away, he prays that we may understand, have a revelation of the power of God working on our behalf. That power in Ephesians chapter one is the dunamis. That our eyes may be enlightened, that we may understand what is the exceeding greatness, listen, exceeding greatness of His power. That word power is dunamis available to us, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. So what is that? That is resurrection power. Hey, if God raised Jesus from the corridors of hell, do you think God cannot save you? Do you think God cannot get you a job? Do you think God cannot deliver you? Do you think God cannot break that spirit of witchcraft over your life? Do you think that God is, His arm is too short to touch you and reach you? No. Your, your, your image of God is the most important image you can have in your heart, heart and mind. I'll say it again. The image you have of God is the most important image you have. If I say God, what do you see? Omnipotent, all-powerful. Do you see Him as all-powerful? 
When I say, God, what do you think about? Omnipresent. Omniscient, all wise, all knowing. So yeah, 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 the person has a problem and he comes to the disciples and the disciples are powerless because they have unbelief, unbelief, unbelief. You know, one of the reasons we fast and pray is to get rid of the spirit of unbelief because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Unbelief starts with a thought, but it becomes a demonic stronghold in your life where you accept your circumstances, where it stifles faith out of you. Some of you have to get the hell in with the devil. Some of you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Some of you have to get tired of your depression and no longer listen to that heaviness upon you and do exactly the opposite to what you feel. You have to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm telling you that the shackles are gonna come off some of you tonight. You give God a praise. You praise Him in faith. You praise Him for freedom there on television. You praise Him for your deliverance tonight. You praise Him that that spirit that has depressed you and oppressed you for so many years is broken off of you tonight in the Name of Jesus Christ. And tonight you're going to sleep like a baby. And you're going to be free. Now Jesus said, bring the boy to me. So they brought him to Jesus and as soon as the demon saw him, it, the devil, demon, we're gonna deal with demons as well. We don't glorify them. We don't talk about them. We don't talk about angels either. What are people who teach about angels? It's unscriptural. We don't teach about angels. We can talk about their ministry, but we don't worship them. When John saw the angel and he fell before him, the angel said, no, 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 stand up. Don't glorify me. We don't glorify other names. I said, we don't glorify other names. We don't glorify demonic strongholds and demonic spirits. We glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said, we glorify the name of Jesus Christ. And if a legion of demons shows up, we have the power. The weakest believer in the body of Christ has more power than 2,000 devils in a maniac because you have the Spirit of Christ on the inside of you in Jesus' Name. So when the devil shows up, you have the power in Jesus' Name. So there's the conversation and he says, how long has your son been tormented? He says, since childhood. Now listen to this because we almost have to close the meeting for television. He says, it tries over and over to kill him. What did the thief come to do? John 10 verse 10 comes to what? To steal, to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and life abundantly. Oh, come on. Are you ready for life in 2022? Life, life in Jesus' Name. I have come that you may have life. Zoe, Zoe, life and life more abundantly. The thief comes to steal. 
Now the process says he starts with stealing. What does he steal? Well, we interpret that through Scripture in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the Word. The enemy comes immediately to steal the Word. Why? Because faith comes through the Word. When Jesus was faced with unbelief, what did He do? He went about teaching. He built the people's faith because He realised that He could do no miracles while people were gripped by the spirit of unbelief. So the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. My brother, my sister, you better get into the Word. You better get into confessing the Word. But this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You better get into the Word of God. You better read the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. You better get yourself in the Word of God because the Word is the food to your spirit, man. Stop listening to everything else. Stop listening to what the scientists say and everybody else says and begin to hear what God says and feed your spirit man until your faith is strong enough so that you can smash that rock, get out of your grave and believe God for your miracle and for your breakthrough in the Name of Jesus. Amen. You don't buy faith at the pick and pay. And you don't build your faith listening to ungodly music. You don't build faith listening to negative people. I don't have time, but I want to jump ahead of myself. When Jesus raised Lazarus' little girl after she died, and the people came to Jesus and said, trouble the master no longer. And Jesus, what did He say? Oh, immediately said, fear not, only believe. And when He came to the ruler's house, He saw the tumult, the wailing, the weeping. And what did He do? He put the people out. And He only permitted James and John and Peter to follow Him, the closest disciples and the parents who have the spiritual authority to raise the child. The best thing some of you can do is to break unbelieving relationship. There are some people you can only love from a distance. Hallelujah. I said there are some people you can only love from a distance because they're gonna steal your faith. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, evil communications corrupt good morals. They're gonna rob you of your faith. You walk with people that are full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. People who will feed your faith. Say Amen. So it's trying to kill Him. But listen to this. Verse 22 says, but please, this man out talking to Jesus, he says, if you are able, to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? <laughs> what do you mean if? What do you mean if I am able? I am the resurrection and I'm the life. I'm the creator of the heavens and the earth. I uphold all things by the word of my power. What do you mean if I'm able? I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. What do you mean if you are able to bring a youth revival? If you are able to save my child? If you are able to deliver me? If you are able to heal me? What do you mean if? 
What do you mean if you are able, Jesus? I love Jesus. He says, what do you mean if? I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the one that was dead, but he's alive. I'm the one who defeated Satan. I rose triumphant. I have the keys of hell and death. What do you mean if? And Jesus says to him, no, if. <laughs> you are able to believe. All things are possible to Him who believes. Come on. Is there a believer tonight that is going to change his or her mind to stop looking at God and believing God is holding out on you and you are going to activate your faith and you are going to put your faith in God and you are going to make a demand on the power of God like Jairus did like the Syrophoenician woman did, like the two blind men did. And stop waiting for God to move in your life. He moved 2,000 years ago. Now it's up to you to believe. Come on. It's up to you to believe. Up to you to believe that God is able. We love you. Jesus loves you. Flip to our social media channels and get right with God. Don't follow Him from a distance. God bless you, love you. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Hallelujah. If you are able to do something, listen, if you are able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now listen to me very carefully tonight. God loves you. We had such an outpouring of God's love this morning at the end of the service in Johannesburg. And I saw a picture of a little boy standing before his father and just the love that that father has for that little boy. And I said to those people, I said, and listen to me, every one of you, I don't care if you're a director, CEO, president, doctor, lawyer, housewife, student, I don't care what you are. I don't care what you are. You better see God as your father and your relationship with God should be rooted in the love that God has for you. This is not trying to have faith in an abstract being. This is faith in a God who demonstrated His love for you by sacrificing His Son for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. God so loved the world. And if God so loved the world, my brother and my sister, imagine how much God loves you. And this faith we talk about is reliance, trust, dependence upon the grace of Jesus Christ, which is what? The complete work of redemption. It is done. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You don't have to run around looking for a word from a prophet or from a preacher or an apostle. You have the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ that says you have been raised with Christ, hallelujah. And you've been made to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We have to wise up so we can rise up in the Name of Jesus Christ. We have to wise up so we can rise up in the Name of Jesus Christ. We have to believe the Gospel as Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, repent 
and believe the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that the price has been paid. The enemy has been defeated. The power of the devil has been defeated and you've been raised with Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been seated in a place of victory. Isaiah 4 verse 6 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. So tonight you no longer look at your problem, your grave, the stone, the stench, the impossibility, the delay. You do not look at God as this historical, distant God who is uninvolved in your life, which is not true. He's your Father. Maybe you had an abuse of Father, He's not. Maybe you've been abandoned. He'll never abandon you. David says, when my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. He's your father who loves you dearly, who holds your best interest in his heart. So people come and they say, well, it's not God's will for everybody to be healed. Why? Why not? If Jesus paid for everybody, now we'll talk again, I'll say this, that the pathway to healing is many ways. Miracles, one of them. Doctors, diet, prayer of faith, exercise. I can prove it all out of the Bible. Some people don't need a miracle, they need a slap up the side of the head. They have to wise up, wake up. Stop doing the things that elevate your blood pressure. Go on a diet. Exercise. Eat healthy stuff. Like somebody says, Pastor, when I see that chocolate cake, it besets me. <laughs> I suggest you exercise some self-control. One of the fruit of the Spirit so that you can live a long life. That you rest as Jesus took His disciples to rest. So when I talk about the power of God, sometimes the power of God is for you just to, and that's what Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1, that you be, may be illuminated. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you understand the full counsel of God, the whole counsel. And understand that your journey into your promised land, listen very carefully, is a journey of faith, little by little. And then there are times where the favour of God, like we read, a breakthrough will be a leap year, or God will take you. God will cause exponential growth, especially after this lockdown, because Isaiah chapter 60, God says, I will hasten my word to perform it. So there are times that God is gonna hasten things in your life and then you better not be a sitter. You better be a runner in Jesus' Name. You can't be a soaker then. You have to be a runner. If God is work, oh come on, you have to work. You have to run. You have to harvest. Because God is on the move. I said God is on the move. For those of you that expect God to do great things, you better give Him praise. God is on the move. I tell you, our buildings are gonna be too small this year. We are going to expand to the left and the right. 
because the people are coming, the prodigals are coming, the lost are coming from the north, the south, the east and the west. They are coming, they are running. Even while you sit here, they are waking up in the name of Jesus Christ. So this man says to Jesus, if you are able, and Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? Maybe that should be my title. What do you mean if? Hmm. I can't find a job here in Pretoria. What do you mean? What do you mean? Psalm 78 verse 41, the Bible says they limited God. Yes, God's promise. He wants to take His people into the promised land and they see the giants and fear gets a hold of them and they say, we are not able. These disciples were not able. Common problem, unbelief. Hebrews 3 verse 19, so we see they could not enter in because of their unbelief. God's there, pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. God says, this is the land I've given you. What stops them? The giants they see become giants in their mind. And you better listen to me. You listen to me. You cannot live in this day and age and face all these glaring giants that are forced down our throats, our ears, our eyes through social media, television and not spend a lot of time in the Word of God because the spirit of the age, which is a spirit of unbelief, will be set to you like that chocolate cake and will take a hold of your heart and rob you of your faith and stop you of the exploits that God has for you. And then you will justify where you are and you will live as a victim. So 12 key leaders are sent to spy out the land that God says, I am giving them. This will be the year of your breakthrough. Challenges, maybe a wave number five. I don't care. I do not care because we are above and we are going over any wave that comes our way. I think by now we know that God is able. Yes, we've seen people die, but we've seen people die of every other disease and we are not afraid. We are ready to march on and to possess the promises that God has for us by a renewed boost of faith in Jesus' Name. Come on! We are not going to sit and wait for things to get better. We are first gonna get better on the inside and we are gonna activate our faith and we are gonna be stronger on the inside in Jesus' Name. And we are not gonna say to God, God, if you're able, we are gonna say, God, I know you are able. I know you can raise the dead. I know you can send a raven. I know you can send a cloud the size of a man's hand. I know you can cause a river to flow in the desert. I know you can sustain me in a fiery furnace. I know you can cause water to flow out of the hardest places in my life. Out of a rock, the water can flow. God, 
I know that you are able and I praise you that you are a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a way maker. This is my year. In Jesus' name, make up your mind as you stand at the brink of 2022 that this will be your year of victory. This will be the year of victory. Oh, I smell victory on the battleground. I smell victory on the battleground. I smell victory on the battleground in Jesus' name. I mean, after two years, don't expect me to just stand up here and say, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. No. I'm going to boost you. <laughs> I'm going to bust your grave wide open. Come on, bust those prison doors open in Jesus' name. Give Him a praise tonight. If you're in a prison tonight, give Him a resurrection praise. Come on, Bloomfontein. Cape Town. Praise Him for your father to get saved this year. Praise Him for your child's deliverance this year. Praise Him for a turnaround in your situation this year. Praise Him that God will go before you and silence the enemy. Praise God for the prison doors that are coming open. Praise Him that He's able tonight. Praise Him that He's the resurrection and the life. Praise Him that He's the Alpha and the Omega. Come on, CRC. When praise goes up, heaven comes down. When praise goes up, heaven comes down. Let's change the atmosphere in our lives. Change the atmosphere in our world. Change the atmosphere in our churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, while you praise God, your daughter's gonna come to her senses. While you praise God, prodigals are gonna come running home. While you praise God, shackles are gonna fall. While you praise God, favor is gonna be released. While you praise God, things are going to change in the dimension of the Spirit while you praise God. The addictions are going to be broken. Chains are going to be broken by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel a praise in this place. Come on, praise Him. Praise Him if you can pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise Him in the Holy Ghost. Let the prayer meeting continue. Praise Him in the Holy Ghost. His resurrection power is here. Some of you are believing God for your fathers tonight. Praise Him. Some of you are believing God for relatives to be healed. Praise Him. Some of you are believing God for a breakthrough in your finances. Praise Him. Some of you are believing God for a job. Praise Him. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on, God's working in the Spirit all across this land. God's working behind the scenes. God's orchestrating your deliverance. God is orchestrating your breakthrough. Praise Him in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, businessman. Pray, CEO. Cry out to God. Come on, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him.
have to change, sit down, the atmosphere in our hearts. And there are certain things only Jesus Christ can do. Your hurt, your pain, your anger, your bitterness, all the things that's been holding you in the grave. When you get into His presence, He opens the grave. He opens the prison door. You just have to walk out. I said you have to choose to walk out. Some of you, you've been bound by certain addictions. Listen to me. God's already this last week taken those desires out of you. Don't go dabble back with those things because you are free. Say amen. You are free. He set you free. Doesn't always have to be spectacular where you have to fall and roll around on the ground. Sometimes it's just... You know, the grace of God is an amazing thing to erase your memory. Sometimes people talk to me about things and it's not like I have a short memory. I actually have a very, very long memory. But there's certain things I can't remember. People try to remind me. I say, I can't remember it. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. Now, I know there are psychologists here tonight and don't diagnose me now as going to a place of hiding in denial. No. When you forgive, you forget. I said, when you forgive, you forget. You forget. What is there that God cannot do for you? What is there that's too difficult for Him? You know, and I'm trying my best to activate our pastors as well. <laughs> it cannot be business as normal. It cannot be business as it was during the pandemic. You need to boost yourself. Your faith, your anointing, your expectation. You have to operate on a whole different level if you want to see what God has in mind for you. Not business as normal. That means you have to walk in here and praise God differently. You have to give differently. You have to pray differently. You have to walk differently. Even if you have no job, you have to wake up, put on your makeup, dress up as if you're going for a job in Jesus' name. And then you sit at a desk, desk somewhere and you start looking for a job. You don't lie in your bed till 11 o'clock and wait for somebody to call you. You know, when I was the pastor in Lady Brand, when I started that church with six people, I was up every morning at five o'clock, praying for three hours. Then I sat behind my desk at eight o'clock because I realized working is a requirement. And I visited my whole congregation every week, all six of them then all 13 of them, then all 23 of them. Then the church grew to 30 something. Listen, 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 grew to say 37 or something. And that year 23 moved. 
Ja, lach lekker. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Two thirds of my congregation moved. En ek is nie leid nie. Kijk, ek het gewerkt. Daie jare was die 1980s gewees. En ek het een veel rassige kerk begin. Mens het my gehaat. As jy in Lady Brand ingerijde, dan was daar so oor Lady Brand gewees. Afrikaner Lady Brand. Dit was die sterk vesting van die BSB. Die van julle wat nog die oos in Afrika onthou. So dit was waar die veiligheidspolitie vanaf gewerk het. Daar sê God vir my begin een veel rassige kerk, 1988. People hated me. I was threatened. Because black people came in 1988. And the church grew. I can still tell you the names of the first people, all of them. The people that came and um, there was this one gentleman, Dennis was his name, came from Peter Maritzburg. And those years he gave one and a half thousand rand a month. And that was more than half the church budget. And he said to me, Pastor, I will stay in Lady Brand because I know I'm keeping you alive. I also thought so. But it actually was God who kept me alive. <laughs> so he said to me, but he was such an honorable person, older man. I said, like a gerookheid. He had a, 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 a great beard and, and he smoked pipe. And his um, moustache was yellow and his beard was yellow. But he was a godly man. I'd rather have people that smoke and they're godly. Even if you think they don't go together, they're not gossipers. Than people that are pious and they do nothing wrong and they never have a good thing to say about anybody else. Amen. I like sinners. I didn't say I like sinning Christians. And, and, and you know, smoking will not take you to hell. It will just smell like you've been through there. <laughs> On your way to heaven, okay? So, uh, you see, we all write tests. And I knew Lady Brands where God wanted me to be. I wrestled God every Monday. I thought, I'm wasting my time. What am I doing? Yeah. And always thought about when I was in business. And we told me a lot of, many years ago, 35 years ago, many years ago, in any case, my last paycheck then was 8,700 Rand, which was a lot of money then. Then I went into the ministry for 700 Rand a month. In any case, so he sits there and he says to me, Pastor, my family is in Peter Marisburg. I'm getting older, I want to be with my grandkids and that. Can I move back? And I thought, there goes half the income. And I could have kept him. But I knew God wanted him to go. I said, Dennis, move. But he was only one of many that moved. And our income dropped, I kid you not, with maybe 80%. And if you have a small church and 23 people out of 30-something people move, there goes everything. And that January, God brought people. January. People came from Pretoria. People came from England. People, God brought eight families. The first Sunday they came, they started tithing. I'm talking 
I'm talking about engineers and, and a huge doctor that became the band leader, etc. Just supernaturally. Because I had to fast and pray most of that December. Yes. Fast. And cry out to God. Something we don't want to do today. We want to complain. We don't want to cry out to God. We don't want to move heaven. We don't want to position ourselves where God has placed us. We want the easy way. And what if that brook drives up, dries up? That river that you've run to, that place that you go that is outside of the will of God, that can dry up like this, then where are you? If you're not on a rhema word from God, I knew I was in the will of God. So what did I do? I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I prayed. And you know what God told me? God told me I'm gonna bring provision wherever I place you. You never are gonna have to worry about finances. Finances will find you out. You seek my will, you seek first my kingdom. The bill is my responsibility. Provision is my responsibility. That's what God says in Matthew 6, Luke chapter 12. Don't worry about the future. Don't run after the things of this world. Because if you run away from God's assignment, there is a price that you are going to pay. It might be your husband backsliding. It might be a child backsliding. It might be yourself getting lukewarm. You wanna stay in the presence of God. And if it seems like there is no opportunity, you use your faith as a creator force and you cry out to God because that's where the miracle is, where God has placed you. He's a creator. Shout Amen in Jesus' Name. If you can believe. And that month I can say to you all the names of the people that moved in and they helped me build that first facility. Fred for Mark, worked for Marion Roberts or Stocks and Stocks. Director, John Sawyer, engineer from England. 5,000 rand a month he gave there. The person who left gave one and a half thousand rand. Suddenly our income, I can't tell you, just went like this. We didn't have a keyboard, a sound system, chairs. We fasted, we prayed, we believed that God is able. And we activated our faith as a young couple to believe God, that God's gonna bring musicians, God's gonna bring finances, God's gonna bring engineers. You know, when we built that first building, I knew nothing about buildings. I didn't even know what the trophy is, a plumb line, Nux. I knew nothing. But God said to me, build, and we built. We ran out of money, and I, had, and, and I learned then that you have to always live by faith. And I had a meeting, there were 90 people in the church then, and there was no money to continue the project. We spent 80,000 Rand to dig the foundation and we dug it ourselves. It's a beautiful little building, still stands in Lady Brand. Beautiful, thatch roof, seats 300 people. Nursery school, beautiful, can take maybe three, 400 children, a school, beautiful for the glory of God. We believed God, 23 years old man. 23 years old, built the first building, 23 years old. I believe that I can do anything. 23 years old, I believe that God can provide and God can do miracles. I believed it. As young as that, believe that God can come and do something great. 
We ran out of money and I remember, never forget we had this little place where church could only seat like a hundred people. And there were 90 people there that night. And I said to them, because God gave me a word. God said to me, I will provide. You will not have to incur debt to build my house. And uh, that was a rhema, you understand? It's a, it's a rhema word for me. So then I, 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 I fell into unbelief. A few times in building projects, I just have to tell you. Because all of you that just think the money is falling out of heaven, doesn't work like that. The money comes through you. The money comes through God's people that sacrifice. If you think there's a pile of money lying somewhere, please tell me where it is. We have to believe God like you have to believe God. And when people go on holiday, the last thing they do is give money to their church. When people run short in their budget, the first thing they cut is they tithe. The second thing is insurance. That's it. But it doesn't matter. 35 years later, I've never seen God not provide. I've never seen God not bring the right people. I've always seen there are people that love God more than they love themselves. And I've always seen there are the right people that will put their hearts on the cause of Christ. I've seen it for 35 years. If it's God's plan, God's going to bring the provision in any case. So I, I was standing there and, and um, I said, okay, let's talk about this. And the treasurer stood up. Um, big signal, real proper English gentleman who always corrected me after every service because I'm Afrikaner, my word. His brother was um, a tutor with a, a British royalty. So they speak proper English. So I prayed, God created. I said, no, you can't speak like that. That sounds like hate. You have to soften that. Every Sunday I got a lecture about my English. It was good for me. I think I have to get some of my Afrikaans uh, pastors because I listen to some of you and I have to give you a little bit of because your E's and your R's and your... Very clever man, big businessman, had a business um, leather factory and business. And they were all sitting there and they said, half of them said, no, we need to go to the bank. One of the guys in APSA worked there as well, false cause that time, still in our church after these many years, his kids on our church, etc. And, and the congregation was divided. Half said, we must go to the bank. And half said, we have to believe God. The Spirit of God came upon me. I said, I repent. They said, what you repent of? I said, I repent for having this meeting. They said, what do you mean? I said, it's unbelief. God never told me. God told me He's going to provide. I repent of the Spirit that I allowed to come upon the church. I repent. And what did we do? We looked at the last money that we had in the bank account was 3,000 rand. It's all we had left. And I said to the treasurer right there, he said, how much money is left in the bank? He said, 3,000 rand. I said, write the check out right now and send it to Christian Centre East London. They were building a building and so seed in that building. And we wrote that check and we gave our last money. And from that Sunday, people started giving. People that I don't know, people who weren't part of our church, supernaturally, provision just came. Because I repented, me, me, repented from a spirit of unbelief. I can tell you many stories like this. When we built Bloemfontein, 
29 years old, we built a building and again, we ran out of money and God gave me a rhema that we are going to do this cash. And remember, we don't, we don't even have 200 people, normal people, not billionaires, just normal people, students, 200 people. And we're building a building that's gonna cost millions and millions and millions. We run out of, and my treasury on board, uh, it was the past in Christ, the place is hard, he's now in heaven. And uh, your pastor had a moment of, of short duration of faith or unbelief because the pressure sits here. Not everybody else, people fill in their pledge forms and most people who fill in pledge forms, it's as useless as spit. It, 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 it's, it, the, the ink cost us more than, the, than what they gave. So that's why we don't do pledge forms in this church anymore. Let God talk to people and let people give um, as God uh, puts in their hearts, etc. So um, we, we started building that building, ran out of money. No money. And I've always known if you don't have money, you have to sow seed. You have to sow in a, in a, in a famine. I live by it. You can live by whatever you want to live by. I live by sowing in famine. You know, Christ is you sow. I believe that. What you believe is your belief. And now it's working for you, but I think it's working for me. In any case, so I have this office and my desk is in the middle of the office. I call you on. I say, you <laughs> Gentle dove. I'm not Jonah, okay. <laughs> I say, you let me say it in English. I say, go to Apsa and get a loan. Get the forms, get a loan. We're taking a loan. He has the audacity to look at me and he says, but you said God told you. I said, man, don't tell me what God told me. Go to Apsa and get a loan now. You work for me. <laughs> so he goes, the next day he comes with the forms. Let me just take a sip of my, um, some of you wonder what this is. It's, got a, it's like a, a biggie score for my step. In any case, he, he says, he brings the forms, but he looks at me like that. Now he was very wealthy. He was a businessman who gave up everything for the ministry. His brother is one of the wealthiest people in South Africa. He's a truck body. He's got multitude businesses with billions and billions and billions. That's the family he comes out of. So we're not talking about people that don't understand money. I don't surround myself with ignorant people. So I listen when people talk to me. But when God talks, His Word is above. And that week we had to pay like over 300,000 Rand, which was a lot of money. We're going back now to 1993-94. And how much was the bank balance? Zero. Who paid? You know, it's my, you know, when we build a building, you know, signs for the buildings? Me. You know, stands accountable for the buildings? Me. You know, the fiduciary person is? Me. Do you know what they will come after if the, the bills are not paid? Me. Not a committee. Me. I don't own it, but I stand responsible. So, as he puts the forms down, I say, Nia, Akaz Yamar, 
I repent. I repent. From what? Unbelief. Now, you know, I'm not in the best frame of mind. You know, sometimes when you go through things, you're not, in a, you're not like in a, in a cook-cook mindset, like in a vacuum, like I feel the anointing. Oh, the glory is here. Yes, the glory is here. I can feel His mighty praise. You don't feel nothing but pressure. So <laughs> I walk out of my office, but I repented. So repentance is changing your mind. Turning from something to God. And I walk out of my office just to get outside. And as I get through the doors, a guy stops in a convertible Mercedes. I've never seen him before and never since then. And I am in my red personality, not my yellow. Because I'm red yellow. When I, as of you in the gym, you will see I'm a, I'm a chatterbox. I talk, I like to social. I'm actually a socialite. You don't know it, but I actually am. So, um, so um, I'm red, red in my red mode. I walk out or my D mode and he stops there. Now, kijk ek sommer van mys, ek sommer klaar. Man, asseblief, ek hoop nou nie, jy het gekom van gebed, of jy het nou een pijn in jou toon, of enig iets nie, want ek is hier nou, ek voel nie nou soos een pastoor om vir jou te bid nie. Hy sê, is jy die pastoor? Ek sê, ja. Hy sê, kan ek jou sien? Dag ek, ach, jyre, help my, asseblief. Ek is nie die beste counselor in die wereld nie. Nie op die oomlik nie. Ek sê ja. Hy sê, kan ek jou sien? Ek sê ja. That was the conversation. I turn around. I walk. It was this, it was like a L-shaped passage and then a long passage and there's my office and my desk is alone in this big office. No furniture, anything. I walk there. I just go sit that side of the office. He sits that side. I say, ja. Hy maak sy checkbook oop. Hy sê, pastoor, Ons is op pad uit Bloemendijk. Sorry, let me say in English. Uh, let everybody understand. He says, uh, I say, yes. I say, nah. I say, yes. He says, Pastor, we are on our way out of Bloemendijk. We've sold our business. And this morning, God told us to bring the tithe of our business and give it to you in this church. And it was exactly exactly the amount that we needed to pay all the bills that Friday exactly to God be the glory exactly that moment I repented in my office God spoke to him and his wife he wasn't a member of our church he had never come to our church he didn't like a charismatic church he didn't like that I had a multiracial church it mattered not he was a raven and God spoke to him to come and drop something in God's kingdom and he came and he wrote out a check not a rubber check not a check that bounced but a check that was legitimate that I gave to the treasurer, he banked it, it went through immediately and we paid all our bills, hallelujah, for the glory of God. 
I can tell you story upon story upon story upon story upon story about God's goodness. If you can believe. Lord, if you are able. Yes, He is. Lord, if you are willing. Yes, He is. What is it with you to say to me if? If I died for you. If I paid the price for your full redemption. No. If you can't believe. All things are possible. To them that believe. Come on, the sky is the limit. Come on, young people. God's got great dreams for many of you. You are just at the starting blocks. You are going to do great things for God. Come on, some of you are going to go exponential. Come on, believe Him. Give Him a praise offering tonight. God's going to bring you to that place. Stop following your sentiment and your emotion and your desire and your feeling. That's why we have this week back to God. It doesn't mean you're a sinner. It means that you put your life under the Lordship of Jesus. If God tells you go to the brook Cherith, you go and the ravens will provide. If God tells you go to the widow's house, you go and God's gonna use the widow. Wherever God calls you to be, God will send the provision because He is Jehovah Jireh. Come on, He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. His army's not too short to deliver you. Come on, let's give Him a praise all over this place tonight. Give Him a praise for great things that God is gonna do in your life. They're in Bloemfontein, come on. You know, we built this building, we ran out of money again. And the same thing happened. I phoned the building committee, 20-something people on the building committee. They all said, Pastor, stop. Except for Dr. Louis Powell and my brother. They were the only two who said, don't stop. And I said, I'm never having a building committee meeting. And um, I think one or two others. And um, I repented again. So when we talk about repentance, it's not just repenting to get you into heaven. You have to be on a journey all the time. And a man phoned me. And he flew from Botswana in his private plane. Never saw him in my life. Him and his wife. Met him in a restaurant. And they brought, let me put it mildly, some money. Because this building cost a lot of money. And they just dumped it there on me. And they left. We paid our bills. There's nothing God cannot do for you. I'll say it again, there's nothing God cannot do for you. If it's for God's glory, then God will do it for you. There's nothing God cannot do for you. If it's for God's glory, then God will do it for you. There's nothing God cannot do for you. If it's for God's glory, God's gonna do it for you. There's nothing God cannot do for you. If it's for God's glory, God will do it for you. 
There's nothing God cannot do for you. If it's for God's glory, God will do it for you. As a matter of fact, God has already done it. You have to receive it. Now take your seat for a moment, please. The greatest miracle, the greatest, greatest miracle, the greatest glory is when you actually meet this God. People say so much about God. People think so much about Him. So many opinions. And you watch people when they become enemies of the cross, how they attack the Word and attack believers, etc., etc. The greatest understanding you can have really is that your life is but a vapor and that you have this one life to live and you have to make it count. And I want to say, without it becoming a cliche, but you're going to hear this again and again and again, for the glory of God. Your life has to be for the glory of God. Whatever you do, the Bible says, do unto the glory of God. So if you influence other young Christians in this church to go club and drink, you better know that it's not for the glory of God. Stop it. Stop it. Live a life for the glory of God this year. Because then you will see things that you never imagined. But when you vacillate, when you sit on the fence, when you live half-hearted, this just doesn't work. We have to fully surrender. Fully. Fully. Now, I don't care what you did last year. I don't care what you did last month, yesterday, because you cannot change it. But what you can do tonight is you can make up your mind that my life as a young person, as a businessman, whatever, wherever you are, will be for the glory of God. And some of you have to make a decision tonight to return to Jesus Christ and you have to re-surrender every area of your life because you're being swallowed up. You're being swallowed up. You are lost. You are more lost than you were three years ago. You have regressed. What is breakthrough? Moving forward, stepping forward, progressing. That's what God wants for us in our spiritual lives, right? The greatest hunger we should have is for spiritual progress, to grow and to be pleasing unto Him. That's not a heavy, that's a calling. We're called unto Him. We're called out of darkness into His marvelous light. We're called His people, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people untainted by this world. Many people lost their mind in this pandemic. Many. Many people in this pandemic returned to things that God saved them from previously. You have to come back to God and re-surrender every area of your life to Jesus Christ. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, the one moving tonight, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're standing before the throne of grace tonight. God doesn't judge you. He loves you. And He's calling you home. Forget your girlfriend tonight. Forget your boyfriend tonight. Forget the people around you. 
and listen to the voice of God in your heart. They're in Bloemfontein, in Johannesburg, right here in Pretoria, in Potsdam, Botswana, Namibia, wherever you are. God is there. God is talking to you. Give yourself back to Him. He'll do the rest. You can't change yourself. You can't change your desire. All you can do is respond to a moment like this where you say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, I want to come back. I want to surrender. I want to do things right for your glory. Come on, young person. Your future is ahead of you. Don't be swallowed up by a relationship that's not for God's glory. You're losing your personality, aren't you? You're caught up in things that is stealing your personality. It's not worth it. Come back to Jesus tonight. Get right with God tonight. You do. That is your choice and your decision. Is God talking to you? The greatest miracle is to accept God's forgiveness and the life that God offers you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. Believers praying. Believers, notice, praying for God to touch people all across this country. You're sitting here tonight, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I want to re-surrender or surrender all. If that's the cry of your heart, quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you quickly now, all over this place. Raise it up. Raise it up high. Now, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. Say yes. Include me in that prayer. Thank you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Slip your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you up there, up there. Yes, this is the greatest miracle of them all. This is where it starts because if He doesn't get control of our hearts, everything else falls apart. He loses control of our hearts, everything else falls apart. Last time before I pray, you've not yet raised your hand. Tonight you say, include me in that prayer. I want to surrender all to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Your faith is the ingredient that God uses to activate you. Your faith. Faith is the substance, the materiality, the ingredient, the tangibility of things you hope for, the evidence of the things you cannot see. Faith. When somebody has faith, they have substance. They have a language, they have an attitude, they have an appetite, they have actions. Because faith with works is our dead. They have prayers, fastings, confessions, scriptures on the wall. They don't float. They're anchored in hope. Faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Hope, favorable expectation. Now, faith is the substance of things hopeful. Now, means faith brings hope into the now, which means your language, your attitude, your vision, 
your energy, your passion. Everything about you changes. Like Joshua and Caleb, we are well able. The Bible says Caleb had a different spirit. A spirit of what? Faith. And he possessed his promised land. Come on. Musicians, media, get plans, visions, dreams that will wow all of us. When we walk in jou, let us back a soap upon van verbasing as gevolg van jylle drome en jylle energie en jylle passie in Jesus' naam. Come on, your company the same. Renewed vision, renewed passion. You believe it into me. You believe it. Faith brings that which is intangible into the tangible. Faith brings that which is invisible into the visible. You believe God for leaders. You believe God for givers. You believe God for new members. You believe God for new territory. You believe God for customers. You believe God for those who owe you a a bad debt to pay you. You believe God, you pull it down by faith in Jesus' Name. No neutral. I want a spirit of faith when I get onto this platform all around me. I want this church to be filled with a spirit of faith. Then we're going to see miracles like we never thought possible. Young people, when you come together, the atmosphere should be electric, charged with faith. But what you're going to do for God? And then the opposition that may be there, you fast and you pray, man, like I did as a young person. You fast and you pray. You don't wait for the church once a year to call it prayer and fasting. You get your leaders together and you say, the schools are closed, but we are going to fast and pray for the schools to open in Jesus' Name. Because it's a spiritual opposition. You get some guts. Hunger. Because you have faith. You have an appetite. You have a different demeanor. I mean, if I had to wait for people to tell me to build a building, we'd never build anything. If I had to wait for times to be ideal, we'd never build anything. If I had to wait for anybody to tell me to do something, I'd I'd never have done anything. That is why every leader, every pastor, you better write on your wall, what is it that you are believing God for this year? And your faith has to be that creator force that brings what you believe in God into realisation in Jesus' Name. You're not a passenger when you ride on my faith if you work for me. Your faith must add to my faith. Get yourself out of neutral. And if you're in a coma, get yourself out of coma very quickly. Spiritual coma. Get life. Belief. Get that look in your eye. That I'm going to do this for the glory of God. No excuse. 
I'm going to do this for the glory of God. I'm hungry. I'm committed. I'm determined. I'm disciplined. I'm going to believe God. In Jesus' name. Stop waiting for things to happen. Stop waiting for things to happen. Stop waiting for circumstances to be ideal because they're never going to be ideal. Stop waiting for somebody else to recognize you. You have God's recognition. Stop waiting. You know, there's no such a thing as a short revival. And this, I said to Pastor Andre driving back from uh, uh, Johannesburg this morning, you know, uh, those meetings are like two hours and 10 minutes. So those people get a double dose of the anointing because I have time. I step out of here and I step there anointed. When I get there, the worship is over, um, etc. And I just can walk in there and minister, etc. And that church is exploding. Um, we have an opportunity. It is not two years. Is there anybody that has to go climb on a bus? Is there a bus for anybody waiting that you have to leave? No, the buses aren't moving yet. So, um, you know, when we had revival, we had meetings from 7 till 12, 7 till 2. People got hungry, desperate. They weren't clock watchers. I'm not standing here. I put my voice under a lot of pressure when I preach. I'm not your soft talker and I don't do it for myself I give my best for one reason listen to activate you so that you can connect with God so what is it that you are believing God for What is it that you should be repenting of? Repenting merely means turning away from. It's not falling on the ground like the old Pentecostals and every week a snot and trana and then that week you just go on and next Sunday you come again. Ah, <laughs> and you go, you go on. No. It's a change of mind. A change of heart. When I got saved, you wouldn't know the work God did in me. I walked into a building bound by so much stuff. And my face was like this, somber. And I was changed, I repented. <laughs> what must you repent of? Excuse? Unbelief? Fear? Hurt? You can't carry those things. You can't carry those things and you cannot be delivered from those things again and again and again and again and again and again. Jesus didn't deliver the man of the Gadarenes every Sunday. He delivered him once and then he said, get on. Get on with preaching the gospel. Get on with your assignment.
get on with your purpose. Save that woman at the well of Samaria. What are we waiting for? To bring revival to our schools, our universities, our cities, our neighborhoods, our structures. What are we believing for? What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Are we acting like people who have no power? What are we waiting for, pastors, to get land in our cities and to build houses for the glory of God? What are we waiting for? What? Are we waiting for Him? Lord, if you're able, Jesus, what do you mean if? What do we mean if? If you have 300 people in your zone, double it. Double it. Set an example to the people in your, in your zone. Double it. Demonstrate that you have faith and that you walk in power. And if you don't, then begin to fast and pray by yourself and cry out to God and get something that will impact people. I pray for our musicians, our music. When you get on this platform, that you will carry something nobody else has. You know, there can be a hundred musicians and everybody gets a turn. Then you get the one person that sings and heaven breaks loose in this place. You be that one person. You be that one person. You receive an offering and, and, and the place can break loose in revival. You have a prayer meeting in your zone and the place can break loose in revival. You! Be a carrier of the fire and the power of God. And I've restrained myself this year not just to lay hands on pastors and things like that. You better get hungry. You better get desperate. You better get, begin to press into God. Press into God. Press into God. And the higher you go, the more you should press into God. Until you carry something. That make things happen. Same in business. Same in everything. Amen. What is it that you are believing God for? What is the greatest desire in your heart for the glory of God? Have you defined that this year? What is your greatest desire for the glory of God this year? What is your greatest desire for the glory of God? What is it that you are believing God that will bring so much glory to God? What is it? Have you defined that? Have you written it down? If not, do it. Otherwise we become neutral. We stop witnessing. We stop reaching out to the lost. We become complacent. Lift your hands with me one more night. time. Let me pray with you, Father. I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. I pray that we will understand the hope of your calling in us. I pray that we, your church, as your people, may comprehend 
What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead? I pray for a hunger, a renewed hunger in the hearts of people. I pray for a spirit of sanctification, a spirit of separation. And Father, this youth revival that you promised, I pray for an urgency in the hearts of our young leaders, our youth pastors, our youth leaders, our student pastors, our student leaders, the generation that is now, that they will carry the fire, that they will catch the fire, that they will hunger for the fire, that, that they will have encounters with you by themselves at their bedside as they draw into you, that they will have their own memorials, their own stories, their own encounters, that they will be anointed, that when they stand before the young people, the anointing will drip off of them, that they will carry an anointing that will liberate a generation that is bound by the devil. Pray that all lukewarmness, compromise will be broken of every youth leader, student leader, those employed, those in structures, that your fire will consume them, that they will live for your glory in this world, not of this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen to me. Parents, I know mostly they are not parents. I don't care how old your, boys, your boy is or your children are. I did it with my kids. I would just take them and say, come here. I'd lay hands on them. Then they're students already. I don't care. They can sit and watch TV. I say, sit me on the nope. Come so. Some of you need to get your hands on your kids again, man. You don't just put your hands on your children when they're small. Put your hands on your 18-year-old boy. Put your hands on your 23-year-old girl. Pray for them in the Holy Ghost. Anoint them with oil. Break the power of the devil. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Break. If they live in your house, you say, hey, young, come sit. Then you and your wife, you gather around that child. You anoint that child with oil. You break the power of the devil. The greater the opposition, the greater the victory. Some of you, have got, you've, you've got God-given ideas. They are huge and you've had opposition upon opposition upon opposition. And I'm telling you that your faith in God is going to cause that opposition to crumble and those stones are going to be rolled away and God's going to use people. Listen, God's going to use people like that guy that didn't even like us. And that God's going to use that person that opposed you to roll out a stumbling stone for you. I believe that God's going to use somebody to call you. God's going to use somebody to promote you. 
You stop talking about people. You stop talking about circumstances. And you begin to praise God. And you begin to voice your faith in God for what you believe God is going to do for you. And watch what God is going to do. You eradicate unbelief from your conversation. You eradicate gossip from your conversation. You eradicate slander from your conversation. You eradicate negativity from your conversation. And you order your conversation according to the Word of God. And you watch what God is going to do because the Word that comes out of your mouth is a creative force if it's released by faith in God. So don't say it's too difficult. I talk to pastors, they say there's no musicians. Hey, they, where do you find a musician in Lady Brain? But we're the best band that you can imagine. We believed those musicians in. We prayed them in. We fasted them in. And they came. Because God's a creator. Don't be passive. Amen. Put your hand on your heart. Jesus loves you. We love you. What a great honor to pray for you. The many standing at the throne, or the throne, the altar. Yeah, it's the throne of grace. Amen. The altar in Bloomingdale. Reach your hands out to these people. Reach loving hands out to them. Come on. And say, everybody pray this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I re-surrender my life to you. I open my heart and I invite you to take your place. It's my Lord and Savior. I believe with all my heart you paid the price in my state. You died for all my sin. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you're alive. Tonight, I give myself back to you. Thank you, God, for loving me, for cleansing me, and for accepting me as your child. I believe in you, and I believe the plans you have for me are good. Lead me and guide me by your Spirit into all you have for me. Right now, I forgive all those who sinned against me that you may forgive me. Heal my heart and break every hold of the enemy over my life. Tonight, I receive freedom through Jesus Christ for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, and amen, and amen. Wat een voordag om samen te laten bid. That's the highlight of my Sunday every time we pray with people, all the beautiful people in Bloemfontein as well. That house of revival. Come on, pastor, step up your faith. Step up your faith. I don't care what you hear people say. I don't care what statistics say. Don't repeat a negative to me. I do not want to hear a negative. Don't tell me that leader says this and that leader says this. I'm not interested. Because when those leaders came back to Moses and they said what they said, they caused the people to perish. You better change your conversation. You better change your report back. You better change your tone. You better get a praise on your lip. You better get some faith in your heart. You better change your environment. Don't tell me what the people are saying. Tell me what God says. Don't tell me what people say cannot be done. Tell me what God says can be done and you become a believer and through your faith, you change your environment. You recover your losses. Jesus.
Jesus' name. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.